I'm Portia. And I'm Kate. And this is Moonchild Revolution. So we're back, whether you like it or not. This is the mental health episode. Um, just a disclaimer, this was recorded uh, back in December, and we wanted to see where we were then. And then the second installment, which will be coming, is where we're at now, but this is where we were. For this episode, we're talking about the hitting the brakes. I mean, the brakes, that hard stop with life as we know it, and the effects on mental health. Um, you and I met about 10 months ago. Right. And when we met 10 months ago, everything was open, life was normal, and in short time, everything changed completely. Right. It was completely different. And for, you know, coming from Seattle in January, you know, I was there for the first case, you know, that, yep. that popped. I was still working and running entertainment venues. And... You know, I don't think it was anything that we could have predicted that we're living in now. Um, yeah. You know, when it first started, when that first case hit, it was more of an inconvenience, which sounds shitty now mm-hmm. with what we're dealing with. But that was reality. It was all yeah. fuck, you know, is this going to prevent people from buying tickets, going to shows, going out? Um, yeah, how many bucks am I going to lose? And now we're living in an era where, you know, like for me, for example, everything that it's on my roster you know, that I've worked in with entertainment, creative, you know, production, direction, fashion, all that shit's gone. It's all shut down. You know, I got a crap job when I moved, drove across the country, didn't think shit about it, stayed in dirtbag motels, mm-hmm. um, and got here with the dog and took a crap job just to wait till I could find something and figure out the area, you know, and yeah. get into what I normally do. And that still has not happened because everything's still shut down for yeah. what I'm, you know, what I know. And for a lot of people that aren't just entertainment based, you yeah. know, shit's kind of, has been shut down, altered across the board. When you look at education, when you look at work, when you look at what we do for outlets, uh, that kind of thing. And it's taken a huge toll on people mental health wise. I think if it hasn't, they're probably a fucking alien. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Or a robot. And it's, you know, right now, like, okay, so in February, again, when we had met unemployment um, per the Bureau of Labor Statistics, it was at 3.5%. That was the unemployment rate. April of 2020, we shoot up to 14.7%. And then now, well, again, not now, but November, um, the most recent one that was published, 6.7% we're at. But that's still a good chunk of people that don't have jobs and people who have either lost their jobs or they're looking for different jobs just for different reasons. They can't find things. And it's hard pressed because so many people are flooding this job market now. So many people are looking for these jobs. And, I mean, everything is altered, too, because if you've got... Any reason why, you know, you can't work or do certain jobs, you're even more limited. And people who have tons of experience, who have 
a lot under their belt. They are struggling to find jobs, to find any work, anything that they can. Um, education, that's another one. You know, um, our son in March, the very beginning of March, we got that notification. I still remember where I was when they said, because of COVID, we are going to go ahead and shut down the schools now through spring break, just as preemptive measures. They did not return until August. Even when they returned in August, of course, everything was drastically different. But that time between then and August, it was us trying to figure out, okay, I'm going to come home. My husband works this period of time. I work this period of time. So I'm going to be home for these few hours. He's going to come home for these few hours. What if there's something that's going on at work and we can't be out there right. trying to find somebody to take care of him while also being safe? Mm-hmm. It's It was a really difficult thing to do. And so now, too, you know, the kids, they went virtual before their winter break. Now they're on winter break. But when we come back, when is it going to be? Are we going to come back and then shut back down? What is going to happen? Mm-hmm. And it's not, it doesn't just affect the adults that have to deal with that, you know, the repercussions of do I have to take time off work? Am I going to be paid for it? Am I not going to be paid for it? Um, it affects the kids too. It really affects them. And they were talking about not just educational wise, mental health wise, the children that are in school right now, especially the younger ones, they're going to have to they're going to have issues later on, uh, things that they will have to work through. Well, there's that lack of socialization. Yes, and absolutely. Yeah, like you were telling me with your son, you know, he's excited at first, you know, with the mm-hmm. virtual learning because yeah. he's got, you know, recess and lunch at home, and mm-hmm. you're fortunate enough, right, because your mom's a teacher. Yes, and she is, and she knows, you know, the thing is she knows what goes on in the schools, too. Mm-hmm. And we really did, I mean, to really illustrate the whiplash, we were hearing every other week, they said, oh, we're not going to last, you know, two weeks. Oh, I have it on good authority, somebody who knows they're in the schools with the administration, they said that we're not going past fall break. You know, they're prepping all the kids for this. We had teachers that, you know, where I work that had come in and said, hey, you know, we're probably doing a week and we'll be done. And we made it all the way through December. That's great. Um, but, you know, not every child has what my son has. You know, his grandmother is a teacher. Right. She can exactly. help him with those things. Mm-hmm. Um But, you know, they were there was an article that um, Kevin Sakali he published in the Journal of Community Psychology. And he said that effective socializing is a fundamental human need. And so right now we're experiencing a loss of a sense of community. There's growing impersonality, things like that. It is really important for people to socialize, whether their circle is big or small. And that's where the children are being affected and adults as well. Mm -hmm. And that's, we've seen mental health just take a sharp decline this year. And with that socialization, that goes into, like, with the outlets. You know, for me, I'm highly antisocial. You know, we know that. I'm like, oh, God, you know, don't, like, oh, fuck, you know. Like, you know, I can't be, if I'm in a mall, you know, you've watched me. You know, we walk through, we're wearing our mask. You know, Santa's got a face shield. It was fucking weird. You know, and, and it was, you know, you're watching me look around like, oh, shit, there's fucking people everywhere, you know. And when I used to live in New York, you know, I'd wear sunglasses when I have to go out. Even in the goddamn stores, you know, I'm just highly antisocial. But outlets for me um, were always going to shows, uh, going and seeing, you know, live entertainment. Even though there's a shitload of people around, 
you're kind of zoned in to what's going on. Yeah. And there's a lot of outlets. Even if people want to go see a movie, I can go see a movie. I'm not going to weird out, you know, mm-hmm. that, that there's fucking people around, you know. And some people will, and, you know, and that's that's okay. Again, that's a mental health thing. But we all have our own outlets. For me, it's entertainment. And then also always having worked in that environment as well, having it all gone, those outlets. And even if it's people who want to go to sporting events, there's there's a, so much that has been canceled, shut down, you know, live music, for example, friends of mine in the industry, they can't tour. It's all they've known for some of them, you know, oh, two decades, a decade, five fucking years, whatever. They can't do it. And that's, you know, their work. And then that's also an outlet. You know, for me, there's so many yep. people that say, you know, music, theater, that kind of thing. It keeps them steady when when they're not, you know. Yeah. And that's gone. Oh, yeah. And like for us with... Our son, and not just our son, but us too. Um, he really was always very heavy into sports. He was doing three sports a year. We were constantly, you know, packed with something. Now, don't get me wrong; it's been kind of good to slow down a little bit. But my husband and I both coached, and mm-hmm. so it's not just that; it's the getting out and you know your child being physically active, which. You know, of course, there are still opportunities for that. But the socialization that comes with a team, that's why we wanted him to get into sports. You know, people talk about it, but I witness it every day that I go out there and help or I watch my husband help. My husband can attest to it. He's been in sports, you know, the majority of his life. You know, there is a lot of socialization, self-esteem building, everything that is so imperative with sports. And it's just that is an outlet for people, just like that creative outlet. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you know, for some people, you know, you can do things at home. Um, and that can, you know, bring you that joy. But again, when you take it outside of yourself for somebody that is a creative person, that's your way. It's almost a way of saying, here I am socializing, interacting with your surroundings without necessarily having to have that one-on-one interaction, Absolutely. you know, but you do get something from that. You really do not just expressing yourself, but affecting other people as well. It's all a part of that socialization. And even if it's, you know, if you are a creative, let's say you're a painter or something like that, you know, when all this was going on, some of the stores were closed. Like, are, are you going to be able to go to a, a craft store or something like that? And if you are, you got to wear a mask, get a hand, you know, sanitize your hands. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see people that don't give a shit that always, that kind of is still blowing my mind. Oh, um, I know. And it makes it more, care, you know, that they're not right. And it just makes everything worse that they're not mm-hmm. wearing a mask and shit like that. But... Then there's the fear of can I go out and get something that I want for my project to do at home to help keep me sane. Yep. And if you do want to work with other people, obviously we're safe. We're yes. We're six feet apart on this. We desk. actually are. Yeah, I, I think like it that. is. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that shit. Um, and it's just you know it's difficult because even going out to get something to do. Yes. There's that. You know, anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I remember when it first hit, just going to the grocery store was no shit, you know. And I was used to Seattle, New York, whatever. I get, I could get everything delivered to my doorstep. I used to do it out of convenience because I was busy all the time. Yeah. In everything that I did. Now I, I'm not busy, but I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming, you know, maybe I could get my food delivered to my door. I don't know. I haven't explored that option, but I've also gotten bored of even my phone. That's another thing. We've run out of outlets 
that we don't have to the point where then we went to the phones and we went to social media. And for me personally, I mean, I was never big into social media. Instagram, sure, you know, I'll look at some pictures and shit. Now I don't even care because I'm bored, you know, watching shit on TV. I'm bored. I mean, I don't want television because I'm I'm fucking weird. Um, You know, I stream shit on my computer. But even at that point, I'm kind of bored. Oh, and you can only watch so much of the same stuff. I mean, even just in the short period of time in my life where I've watched, you can only watch so many plot lines before you're like, okay. And, you know, the thing about the phones is there are good things. TikTok has blown up this year tremendously. And you see a lot of people that are creative on there sharing their artwork, sharing the work that they're doing, sharing their music. I mean, you see literally all ends of the spectrum sharing on TikTok. That's been a great outlet. But again, we, my husband and I, you know, signed up for TikTok in April. I mean, we don't share anything personally, but, you know, we watch what people share. And um, it's, uh, you get tired of seeing the same thing over and over again. There is a certain threshold to which you can max out and to which you can get bored and where you are seeing the same stuff over well, and over again. And that again. one's a new one, too, so I think it helps. Mm-hmm. You know, Instagram, I mean, Facebook has, has been dead in the water for a while. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's more of, you know, I gave up on that shit over a decade ago. And yeah. Instagram was new. Everybody hopped on that shit. Now, if I go and look at my friends and who are spread out all over the country... Nobody's on the shit anymore. No. You know, and it's, a lot of them are creatives, and it's kind of like, well, fuck, you know, there isn't a whole lot. You know, they're doing things on Patreon, mm-hmm. and there's also TikTok. Uh, yeah. Twitter is still going. You know, that's that's one thing. You can get your news. You can hear little snippets of things. Yeah. It's not overwhelming, but, you know, people have abandoned Instagram. I haven't done TikTok yet, really. You know, I'm mm-hmm. trying, but we know I also can't even figure out fucking Pinterest. <laughs> I don't have a TV because there's smart televisions. The remote broke. And I had to get a universal remote, maybe. I didn't because I didn't want to sync it because it would be too hard for me because technologically I'm not very smart. Um, so <laughs> I'm a little behind. Um, and Moonchild Revolution has a TikTok. You run that mm, because yes. I'm an idiot. Yes, we've, we've got it. And well, I'm, just I'm, like I'm everything. Oh, but see, at the same time, too, because I'm so unattached to social media because... That goes along right with that mental health stuff. You know, you see stuff pop up constantly. And I found myself more this year, like, I was always this way. You know, I take on a lot of what I see, what I hear, and I I have to cut it off at a certain point. You know, there is a certain point where you can be too too informed and you can be hearing too much stuff to the point where it overwhelms you and you have to take yeah, a break so, I think and the then go back to too. it. Yes. And so that's where all of it, you know, you're, you're on your phone constantly, but that social media stuff, you know, I just Instagram, Twitter before Moonchild revolution. Nope. Never did it. I haven't had Facebook in six years. And then, you know, the, um, the TikTok we got, but that was, you know, again, something different. So now that's where I have to run to you because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with Instagram and Twitter. Like, literally no fucking idea. I tried to log in the other day, by the way. It was a fail. I almost, like, deleted all of our shit, just so you know. Forgot to tell you. Yeah, so, in a moment of panic. Well, you know, the only reason I knew how to do those was, you know, when I was modeling and when I had, you know, for my books... It was one of the things I had to use. It was yeah. a marketing tool. Oh yeah. You know, and Facebook, I mean, honestly, it was kinda like I don't want I don't give a shit about your sandwich. 
you know, oh and God. that kind of thing. That's why I got And what your grandma it. thinks about Donald Trump and the Democrats right. and all that yeah, shit. Right, yeah, I can't. There's no way in hell I could go on Facebook. No. You know, we don't have one, but pretty no. much I think that's the kind of the even, the older generation that's more focused on that. Yes. Um, and Farmville, does that still go on, on I don't Facebook? even know. What the fuck is that? <laughs> It's true. We got it's six years is that ago. Like the Sims or something. That's, I think it is. It's like, like a Oregon game that you play. Yes, it's like the Oregon Trail for the older generation who missed out on the Oregon Trail, and they just they've made their yes. So again, don't know if that's still a thing or not. That tells you how far out of Facebook I, don't think I am. Anybody would want to play Oregon Trail now because it was so goddamn morbid. But and now we're living in a land of morbid, so if you play that game, we're, we're kind of living That would be... Really, yeah, that we're kind of living like, Oregon Trail. I mean, you, you go on that game, and it was like, you'd get cholera or snake you have, you know, whatever it was, uh, you know, what was it? The, oh, it was terrible. The fancy word for, you know, diarrhea, and you don't make it. Oh, I don't know. I can't think yeah, of it, but I know you, what you're talking about. And it was, you know, it's pants. funny because I never thought about how morbid it was, but it truly was. It's I no was wonder we're, kid. I, I was going to say, it's no wonder we're fucked up. I mean, right. like what we... I mean, I was a kid. I packed my wagon, and I, it was like, cool, let's pack it full of people and see what happens. And, you know, now we're living it. I was going to say, back, yeah, going, absolutely. And I'm looking back on it going, man, I was a fucked up kid. <laughs> because now the shit's a reality. And it's terrible, and it's awful, and the death rate has gone up. And here I was, a, you know, snot-nosed kid going, yeah, let's pack my wagon full and mm-hmm. see how many people drop dead from diseases yeah. and shit, and if I can survive till the end. And, and most of the time, I wouldn't, I'd get dead. You know, I, a lot of everybody else on the wagon, you know, would, would get dead, and then I'd get dead. Even saying get dead sounds bad now, because it's, it, which is not to make fun of what's going on No, at all. not it's underscoring that at all. terrible, but it just shows that difference of where... You had games like that that yes. we grew up with. Yep. You, and yeah. that was going way back to the Oregon Trail, the what it actually was. Mm-hmm. And now we're in something completely different where it's a whole goddamn pandemic. And people are dying. And that's why, and, and they're getting sick. And that's why everything is being canceled, why everything is changing. And it's extremely bizarre when we think back to when we were kids mm-hmm. and, you know, going and, and seeing what you'd normally see on social media, things people would bitch about. You know, you saw people actively taking pictures and posting of things they were doing. Yeah. I mean, you know, they go to a show, they post a picture, they go to a museum, they post a picture. I mean, that was another huge outlet for me. That's another one. I used to go to the Met all the time, you know, yeah. especially if I was having a shitty day, I'd go to the Met. Or I go to a bookstore, um, walk through Central Park, which you can still do. Yeah. Um, but there's still that fear. Like, do I need to wear a mask? I mean, New York is, you know, <laughs> it's it's survivor's guilt for me because yeah. I left behind New York and I left behind Seattle, and they're they're really getting hit in yeah, those cities are. because those cities are run on entertainment, the culture is very much, you know, interactive. Not saying that it's not here. Yeah, but of course, it's, but it's different. massive cities. It's a whole other culture. Are are just taking it. Yeah, in this area, we haven't, we have been affected, and we're really, really getting more affected now. But, you know, personally looking at, especially for a while, too, we weren't as affected as other areas. And now it's like we're catching up rapidly, and it's scary. And it is just, 
anything just going to the store. You know, people who love to go to the store, Mm -hmm. people who love. And, you know, retail therapy is a very real thing for a lot of people. And it's not just, I'm sorry, but online shopping does not cut it for me. I can do a little bit and it's okay. But, you know, after a while, it's like, well, I would like to go somewhere and look at this thing. But how many of these assholes aren't going to be wearing a mask when I walk in there? And are they going to get within a certain, you know, space of me? to where I'm uncomfortable and while they're at it, are they going to hack a fucking lung because they did that shit before COVID anyways. Right. And now, you know, it's, it's a whole other thing now. It really is. And, um, well, for me that was, and it, it, I mean, I got to the point of unhealthy with retail therapy. Um, with like, well, for me, you know, I used to, you know, have a really bad drug problem, you mm-hmm. know, with cocaine and alcohol and, you know, it's been almost 10 years clean, but when I first got off that shit, you know, retail therapy was a thing, you know, yeah. and I would go out and it was going to, whether I was going to go to sex or whether I was going to go to Bergdorf or was it, I was going to go to a one-off store. Yeah, I was spending way too much fucking money, so it was probably not that healthy, you know, which I've written about. Um, but it was, I could just, even if I didn't spend money, I could walk around in yep. these stores, yep. look at things. I mean, obviously, times have changed, you know, financially. Things have taken a hit. You know, yes. I'm not, I, I did end up being smart and investing money and not spending, you know, two grand on a pair of shoes because I look back on that now and go, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you know, like, you yeah. could have saved that goddamn <laughs> money. Um, you know, and, but even after that, you know, I slowed down. But it was yep. still being able to go and even go to the bookstore, yeah. you know, that's a big thing. And, or a record store. I mean, those aren't really around anymore. Um, but and just, handle things without right, being Right, picking them up and not worrying about, okay, did somebody else touch this? And, and, and you know, I'm putting it back and people eyeballing you because yes. you're picking up merchandise. And, it's, and you, it's just gotten, you know, or if, you know, allergies. That's a thing. You cough, and then it's like everybody's moving away from you. Like, and, and I, I get yes, yeah. You know, and I was in a store like we were talking about last night, and they weren't even kicking people out for not wearing masks, even though it was yeah. mandated in the yep. county. And they wanted me to go to this register, the self checkout, that this group of three people who were coughing. I mean, not to be a dick, but their clothes weren't very clean, so yeah. kind of unkempt. I'm pretty sure they're not washing their fucking hands. I mean, I'm kind of being an asshole, but that's my but personality. It, it is what it is. Right. And they're touching shit. Um, yep. None of them have masks on. And the guy asked me, you know, okay, you can go right there. And I said, not to be rude, but I'm going to wait for the next one unless that one's clean. Yeah. And that's, that's the world we're living in now, which is weird because, you know, this is at Target. I'm assuming I can't get sued for saying Target because they mm. did clean it. So yes. hey, don't don't fucking sue me, Target. <laughs> but and they did take care of it. They did. Yeah, clean that's it. good. That's good. Um, but it was Target was one of those places when when I decided that Saks and Bergdorf were probably a bad idea. You know, yeah. they did end up putting you know a Target in New York. They put it way up on the top of the the island because it, you know it wasn't fancy enough. So they were like, here, well we'll go all the way at the top. Just hide it over there. It's not fancy enough. You know, I'd go up there and there was just something about Target where I don't know. You walk into that store and you can just dick around and stare at shit. You know, yeah. you're probably not going to get out of there under fifty bucks. I don't know. I ever have you know but it's just something about it you can just walk around you know yep. and you're having a shitty day just go walk around and look at some shit if you buy a couple things cool and now you know for me 
I'll even get groceries there because I'll look at the grocery stores and they're not cleaning shit. It's it's freaks me out, so I know at least I can see that that's, you know, taken care of there. And that used to be an outlet for me. Now it's like, ah, oh, shit. So that sucks. And that's the way that a lot of people are, you know... I have somebody that I'm very close to, and they told me a long time ago, um, and it makes a lot of sense, you know, and this is on this mental health. They said, you know, your brain can't get sick, just like any other organ in your body. Absolutely. Okay, so just like your lungs. I mean, you could get lung cancer from, you can get, you know, have complications, issues with your lungs. You can get sick from cigarettes if you smoke, Mm -hmm. from secondhand smoke, Mm -hmm. Or from genetics. Mm-hmm. So just like your brain, it could be genetics. It could be things that you've been through. It could be things that other people have put you through. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, that does all affect you. So when you go out and you're constantly afraid, or even when you're inside and you feel trapped, you feel like a caged fucking animal, you know, that all affects you. And that's where you go through that. We talked about like the seven stages of grief. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people have experienced that. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Some people are still at that point where a lot of people are stuck on anger. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know when we're, they're really going to get out of that point. Um, but, you know, the there's still a level of, you know, shock and people want to deny what's going on. And you see a lot of that, too. And my family in Michigan. Now. Oh, yeah. And my family in Michigan, too. You know, they say it's it's the same way I've seen people, you know, all throughout, you know, the U.S., throughout the world say, you know, people are just at different, you know, places with it. Some people are really angry. Some people are still really sad. Some people, everybody experiences it differently. But the level of depression that people who have never had depression before feel, the lack of motivation, you know, it starts, it's like it almost starts there. And it's like you feel like, okay, you know, you get bored with things. You feel like, okay, well, you know, I've got this shit I've got to do and I have nothing else to do. I can't blame it on that anymore, but I still don't want to get up and I do it. Sometimes I go home and I'm like, you know, I don't want to do shit. You know, and I've got a kid that I'm supposed to be taking care of. And I'm like, you know, I, I just, I really don't want to do any of it. And you do what you have to do to get by, but it doesn't mean you don't feel those things. Right. And then, you know, people get down. Um, and unfortunately, you know, there are things that happen. Sometimes people want to end their life. You know, I have close family members that have lost their lives this year. Um, drug addiction, you know, things close down. And I understand that's for personal safety, but... You know, people would be doing great. Well, the meetings closed. Yes. They went to virtual, and that's totally different. Being an addict um, and an alcoholic, you know, for me, uh, AA really wasn't a thing, but Mm -hmm. there was also a group of us, you know, it was a bunch of, like, punks and shit that didn't necessarily, I'm not, not discounting AA at all, but we get together and talk about it. Yeah. You know, we go and we get coffee and we and we, we talk about it, but we just do it on our own way, you know. Yeah. And that, that was gone, you know, and I think for a lot of people who are used to and, and I am giving AA and NA a lot of credit because it mm-hmm. helps a lot of people. But there is that you have that community yeah. to go to. And whether or not you need to repeat that story ten fucking times, no you're not alone, whether you you know, you've been going solid for years or then you fall off. You mm-hmm. have somewhere to go. Virtual for me, you know, if I were to fall off, that's not going to cut it. No, it's you not. Know? And it's not like I can get on a plane 
go fly to New York and hang out with some of my old friends who no. have been sober for 20 years, you know, and really, you know, I have a couple of them who, uh, my friends who have just, you know, back in New York who have just backed me, you know, and, and one of them, um, you know, a friend of mine, he's on my, you know, one of my book covers. Mm-hmm. And that's who, you know, we'd have those great sober talks with, you know, I did lose another really good friend, uh, Jimmy Webb, who is well known in New York. Uh, he was, uh, you know, main buyer and ran trash and vaude. He also then went on to start his own store, I Need More, which was all Jimmy, which was red. And that was before everything really started to shut down. He finally got his dream. He got two years in. And it was one of those where, you know, they did have to close because of COVID. And it was one of those things where it was hard to lose him, but I'm glad that he didn't have to watch his business die. Yeah. Uh, But that was somebody else that I would go in and talk to. I walk in, you know, to trash or, you know, I'd go... You know, I could fly into New York and go see him at his store. And and we talk about it. He's a big backer of my books, but, you know, he had been clean for a long time, too. And all those things are, are gone, you know, so I think that's a that's a major impact, too. It really is. you don't have... There's a huge difference of face-to-face to virtual. Virtual helps. It, it does. Helps more than a phone call. It does. But it's not enough. Like what you were no. saying with, with, you know, your family member. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not, and he is that type of person, too. He was not, he didn't even like to talk on the phone. He hated it. He wanted to see you in person. And COVID made that really bad. Had another family member that lost their lives. Just anger. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it's horrible. It really is right now. Um, you know, there are outlets, you know, still, of course, it's not the same. And it's not going to be the same for a while. But you have to do what you have to do to fight until, you know, you get, get through it. Yes, because there's no telling. You know, we thought that this was going to be, you know, come summer, it was going to die off and we were going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And here we are, you know, again. 10, 11 months into it, and we know it's not it's not going away for a while. We probably have another solid year of mask wearing and everything that we have to do in order to stay safe. I remember when I saw it go into fashion, the masks. Yeah. And it was like, oh, shit, this is real. And I was never a denier of it. For the seven stages of grief, I just pretty much went, okay, bitch, like, buckle down, do your stupid job that you can't stand. Yeah. You know, things will open up. You'll make it. And I really pushed a lot of, I mean, yeah, I get angry, you know, but at the same time, anger fuels my writing. Yeah. And I was like, cool, I've got time. You know, not cool that everything is horrible happening in the world with COVID. That's not what I mean. It was like, I've got this downtime. And, that, and you yeah. remember that. I, I was writing my fucking ass off. I'm working oh, on my yeah. book. I was working on my essays. And then, and what I've talked to from other friends, you know, and from the creative side, it stops because you do end up hitting a wall, you know. It does then sink in of, shit, this isn't going anywhere. And you don't have the motivation. You don't want to do it. You you normally do. For me, you know, with my normal, even if it's an outlet just for writing or being creative, the motivation goes away after a while. And I've seen that kind of across the board, you know, with other creatives and friends of mine. And then there's that internal beat up of, well, I've had all this time. Why haven't I done this? Well, the shit tanks you because it's just fucking depressing. And for me, 
you know, on a mental health level, you have high, really high anxiety. You know, I'm on a medication for it. We've talked about it. Yeah. Uh, I can manage it holistically. Uh, for me, being a drug addict, it was really hard for me to get on a train of now, you know, medical. You know, I started yeah. that when I was in Seattle, medical marijuana. And moving here, that's illegal. So now I'm like smoking hemp. Yeah. Uh, that's weird, you know, to calm down. I was like, wow, I never thought, you know, you weird know shit, you know. But I need to calm down because my anxiety yeah. levels will grow up. And it, it's a strange world to just try and sort the head out. And again, you know, I'm essential. I work from home. I do claims. I'm getting screamed at. It sucks. I thought I'd be in this, like, shit-ass job for a couple months and then find something that would be great, you know, that I'm different. That I do. And then when everything hit, I think, okay, we all thought there's no way in hell this is going to drag out till spring. Well, it has. And having all of your outlets gone, not having the motivation to do things that you normally would make you happy. And it doesn't necessarily mean leaving your house, but then also knowing you can't have those outlets, like you were saying with sports for me, going to shows, um, going to a museum. Uh, and what what else do we want to do? It was like, you know, going to, you know, what was it, the Nature Center. That got weird, you know. Oh, because, yeah. There was something with that. Yeah. yeah. Because There's, it was, there was, you know, the distancing and whatnot. And it's, do you, you know, we could do it, but at the same time. You're limited in how much you can do. And, you know, because, again, you've got the people, you go places and you got the people who respect their distance and it's fine. But then you have the people who are who don't give a damn, who they're basically in denial and they're they're going about the same shit. And you mm-hmm. can't do it. Like, we went to the Smoky Mountains. We've gone up there. You know, you've gone a handful of times. Mm-hmm. You know, we're really close proximity to it. Mm-hmm. So we went with my dad in November, mm-hmm. drove through, went to Cades Cove. Never have I ever gone through there and not gotten out and seen things. Well, you know, my dad's sick. He can't He can't go out there and do those things. You know, he can't be around other people like that. And then us, we went up, you know, close to Clingman's Dome. We went to Newfound Gap and got up there, and we were like, eh, no, we're not going to Clingman's Dome because there's already a shit ton of people here that, you know, it's just things like that. Even though it's outside, even though it's a national park, you still are limited in what you can do. So, you know, a lot of times we're stuck to like hikes in the woods, you know, where there's nobody. And, you know, just again, being in your home, doing things in your home. But I'm sorry, I have read and I know it's good for, you know, mental health if you haven't already tried it, trying the new hobbies and things like that. It's hard because you can only try so many of those new hobbies, you know, and I can't knit for shit. And, you know, damn, if I'm going to go out and, you know, spend a bunch of money on something in this economy. Right. (laughs) We don't know about money. So it's like that's that's I I tried that once um, many, many years ago. Uh, I think it was probably about seven years ago because I went to Seattle and I had a, you know, I was I had an apartment in New York and a small one in Seattle. I was going back and forth. And I remember I was had gone through a really stupid breakup and I was really pissed off. So and it was like like a little knit shop. Before yeah. it should, this is like a, a weird side story. Maybe somebody will laugh about it because we're in some heavy shit. So on knitting, I you know I realize that I can be a very angry person. You know that's mm-hmm. kind of my go-to. You've seen it. I get something. I just get I just get pissed, and then it's like ah, okay, let me. How do I fix it from here? Whether it's society or something going on in my life. So that okay, this is supposed to be calming. 
I'll try it. I got two rows in. That shit was the tightest knots. I couldn't even get it off the damn needle. And then I just threw it away. You know, but for me, usually it's I'll read, I'll write, but things like mm-hmm. that. Then I'll be like, damn, the book's in front of me. I don't even know if I want to do that. And that's the thing is you get burned out. You have to have that variation in your life. Um, and, I mean, it really is important. And that's why, you know, it, it is good to try new things. But at the same time, too, again, you do have to not being able to go outside and not being able to be around people. Being around people, even if you don't like people, there are still certain people in the world, you know, that you want to be around certain places you want to be. And you just can't you can't do that right now. And it affects everybody. Absolutely. It was, you know, even going for walks like downtown for me, yeah. mainly living in, you know, in big cities. You go for a walk. You know, I used to ride the subway if I was having a shitty day. I'm in motion. You know, I'm seeing things. That's gone. I mean, down just down to that. And I think as far as the impact on mental health, it's it, you're looking at so many outlets for yes. just the normal effects of life on mental health and what we do, you know, to counteract, you know, whether, you know, we're, you know, depressed, whether or not we're angry, whether or not we're anxious, anything like that, you know, to just kind of clear the mind, whatever we need to do. A lot of those things are gone. Yes. And that's entertainment. That's Mm -hmm. what makes life worth the little things in life. You know, Mm -hmm. those extras, that's what makes life fun. It's not that you can't still find those things, but that is, that is, yes, but that is what's, you know, what is missing you know people like to go to you know even the minor league baseball team is not far from here it's Mm -hmm. not that expensive you know but you can go you can get tickets you watch it it's a whole day thing just like a show just like any little thing just like main event you can't go i would not do i would not even come within 20 feet of a main event because it's like an adult chuck e cheese basically right so you know it's one of those things again you you can't necessarily do it, but that's the stuff that you want to do. That's the stuff that makes it fun. That's the stuff that makes life fun. And then I think it's with, you know, kind of the depression thing, which for me I've always struggled with. Um, you know, I grew up pretty weird. You know, I had a yeah. lot of shit go down throughout my entire life, so there's, you yeah. know, some neuromancy, some PTSD in there, a little bit of anxiety. It's where a lot of kind of the, you know, the angry shit will come in. And... You know, there's been times in my life where I've gotten down. Suicide's been, you know, in the in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's definitely, for me, when I was younger, uh, definitely took some, you know, some wax at it, some tries at it. Uh, wasn't very good. That's how I developed, you know, a really heinous drug and alcohol problem, yeah. which uh, you're seeing uh, that heightened now. Yes. Because that is an outlet. Yep. And that is a negative outlet, and it, it, it doesn't help. And no. it's not shaming anyone that has gone down that path. No, no. But it makes things worse. You know, it absolutely because, you know, does. Just for, you know, I had a bunch of shit happen to me in my early 20s, and I turned to it because I was, you know, shit was bad. At that point in my life, I was depressed. And all that did was make it worse, you know. And anybody yeah. told me, hey, try something different. Try, you know, meditating, which I do now, or exercising. It was like, fuck you, I want to shut my head off. And I think it's trying to now find ways to cope mm-hmm. and I think everybody's probably sick of hearing well if you go for a walk exercise meditate 
you know, try breathing exercises. Everybody's pretty much, you know, that I've talked to, it's like, fuck that. I still feel like shit. Yeah. And I think one of what we were talking about, I think, is one of the most important things for mental health. Because even I, and we've had this discussion, you know what's going on. I talk mm-hmm. to you about it. And I, it's that safe space. You know people you can talk to. Yeah. Is, you know, there, there's been, you know, a few times where it hasn't come up for me in years where it's the point where, okay, who can take the dog? I want off the ride. I've had it. I'm done. Yeah. And you go through the motions of, I'm done. You know, where, how can I check out? Am I going to, and this is going to sound extreme, and I'm not advocating for suicide. This is more to be open so people can understand from my experience that it will happen is, do I take the straight razor to my fucking femoral in my car and drive my car somewhere, leave a note so no one has to deal with my fucking body, take a flying leap? This shit goes through your head, and it's horrible. But you have to be able to talk about it, you know, and to have, you know, and if you don't have friends or family that will understand that you can trust that maybe, and maybe you do need to go, and I I definitely thought about maybe I need to take myself the fuck in because I haven't gone down this rabbit hole in probably 15 years where I'm at the point of I got the goddamn straight razor sitting out on my coffee table and I'm I'm working on what I need to write to get off the fucking ride and I'm done. And it scared the shit out of me. But also, it was something that I know it's not just me that I'm battling with. You know, I know oh, it's no. out there. And, and suicide, the fact that it's a taboo topic, I think, is bullshit. Because everyone's oh, afraid yeah. to talk about it. Because then if they think, sure, there's the diehard of you really are done and you want off the ride. And it, maybe it's not necessarily that you want to die. It's you want the shit to stop. Yes. But preemptively, it's talking about how you feel, even if it's not suicide, even if you're just depressed, if you're angry, it's if you start talking about it, you can head it off at the pass. And then if you have someone close to you, if they say, hey, maybe you might want to go in somewhere for a couple of days, which people don't want to do that because it's scary because of COVID. Yes. Yeah. but I, and I will say too, you know, and I, it's not to say that you, and I'm not saying, you know, that's not a, as a disclaimer, of course, anything can happen. But, you know, I've had family members who have gone into psychiatric places multiple times this year, you know, for one person. People who mm-hmm. have never, ever in their lives yes. contemplated suicide mm-hmm. are now thinking, what's the point of life? I need to get right. out of this. This is, you know, I'm done with it. And again, people that would never normally feel that way. And there are so many people that are on antidepressants now too. But, you know, these people, and they're, they're talking about the doctor. You still need to go into the doctor. Doctor's offices, they, they have to keep stuff clean, just like mm-hmm. a lot of those facilities. They have to. Now, it's not to say that you're not going to get those one-off places that are just nasty, but, right. you know, they work in the medical field. They basically know. Um, and you still have to get things taken care of because just like the other things, you know, they were saying that COVID is a killer of not just people because of the virus itself, but it's a killer of people because of suicide and other things. People aren't taking care of their mental health. People aren't taking care of their heart attacks. Don't stop just because of COVID. You know, it's mm-hmm. it just, you know, they don't stop, you know, just because you stay out of the hospital. you do, It still happens, and people don't go. People don't see doctors for things. You can't just neglect your body, and especially your mental health right now, 
as a whole, you know, just because you want to be safe from one thing. If one thing doesn't take, if you let the mental health aspect eat at you, it will eat at you and it can take you. And we've seen it happen this year. We've seen people again, you know, or even people who are right there on the edge go down a dark path, do things and you can't come back from it. You just, you can't, you know, there's certain things that you can't come back from. You can't undo ending your life, ending somebody else's life. Right. And, and you are seeing a lot more domestics now, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And which is, you know, unfortunate. And again, what I think has been a huge fuck up on the part of society and the government is not putting out anything in regards to mental health. The shit has not been addressed. You know, you're seeing different channels. And one thing you can see on on Instagram, you can go online, you're seeing a lot of things for virtual therapists, for Mm -hmm. apps. Um, You're seeing that, you know, suicide hotline, that prevention, which is if if you don't have anyone that you don't, you know, that you don't feel comfortable talking to, you know, there's apps for therapists now. Um, there's, you know, where you can see, like for my doctor, you know, I've, I've got a head doctor. I've got, I've been, you know, going, I've been seeing one since I was in second grade. I had a hell of a lot of trauma when I was younger. Shit's gotten mm-hmm. weird. I'm, I'm used to feeling weird, yeah. but then there's the, I've got it managed, but then it gets worse, you yeah. know? And also just, it's different, too. I mean, I'd be in the situation regardless because the doctor that I have who's really good, who who can basically, if I say, ah, yeah, I'm fine, he'll be like, fuck you, no, you're not, Yeah. which I need because I'm really good at lying yeah. uh, because I, I, I would just like to go, la, 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 I'm fine, and, and then I bottle and explode and then shit happens, which is, I think, really prevalent with people who have never even dealt with this kind of thing. Before. Oh, absolutely. I'm used to like, nope, it's going in the back of my head, don't want to fucking think about it. And then you, you have those, you know, those mental explosions, which then leads to, you know, again, not to, you know, you know, just kind of, you know, beat it into the ground. But I think it's really an important topic. Yeah. As you have suicide, you have self-harm, you have where you quit taking care of yourself. I quit working out. I know that's something that I can do to just burn off stress. I quit doing that. I once... You know, I had that scare a couple of weeks ago that I told you about where it's mm-hmm. like, I'm sleeping on the couch and I got a fucking straight razor right there. So it, out of comfort, which is fucked, to yeah. that, that my head went down that path. You know, that I can wake up at any moment and be dealt with it. You yeah. know, and the fact that I have gotten gone so far off the rails that I'm not thinking of who it's going to affect. I don't want to do that to you. I don't want to do it to my family. Yeah. And it was one of those two where then you get really pissed because you you can't do it because you're looking out for other people. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck, man. And but then it is that talking about it. And what I previously mentioned, what we're gonna have up if you go under our archives, because uh, before as you've seen with each episode we have an archive with the basic notes, on there you'll be able to and Really, I implore you, we both do, to go on there and check them out. There's apps for virtual therapists where you can get on and and just start typing. And you've got someone typing back to you to work you through it. And it's 24 hours. Or finding um, a different therapist that you can get and do through Zoom. Uh, There's a couple on there that are going to be listed that are great. 
telehealth has a lot mm-hmm. of options and you know and that's great for you know people who have doctors you know of course you can talk to your doctor and say hey I need a referral to somebody mm-hmm. there are lots of those telehealth options but for the people who don't have that mm-hmm. who don't have health insurance or who don't feel comfortable you know they can go to the apps so they can call the hotlines you can call mm-hmm. those places because there are a lot of places a lot of free things that are offered Absolutely. that are out there. Or they're, they're very minimal on a price, like let's say you're with, whether if it's a, a therapist. Yep. Um, and also there's that suicide, you know, prevention, that hotline. Fucking yeah. call it. If you don't have anybody to talk to, call it. They're not going to sit, you know, I mean, it's, everybody gets really worried about calling because they think this is going through my head. I'm going to get put on a 72-hour hold. Shit, I don't know if I want to do it or not. Maybe you do need to go in, and yep. but maybe getting on that hotline and talking will help. And that is, I think, the biggest thing that, you know, for us that we're trying to drive home, you mm-hmm. know, which we've talked about with this, is to talk because we yep. our outlets are gone, you know, and with the jobs. So, me, I want to get the fuck out of the one I'm in now. The shit's killing yep. me. I'm, I'm listening to people bitch and scream at me all day. That hasn't helped. And but everything that I am qualified for, I can't do. It's not you know, happening right I'm now. I'm trying to, you know, yeah. if I apply to just be a fucking receptionist, they look at it and go, entertainment, fashion, okay, you're probably an idiot. I've run multi million dollar businesses, you yeah. know, and that's not me tooting my own horn, but it's, you know, and going it's through fashion, I had to manage myself, I had to manage my own business. Yeah. And to, know that you have this background and it's gone and I can't even you know answer phones yeah I'm not qualified I'm not qualified to get fucked screamed at every day which doesn't help mental health but not at all it's and I think there's a lot of people too who are in jobs that they've taken because they're essential and they want out but they can't and let's not forget unemployment stopped yeah I know they're looking at you know, it's going back in. You know, they're making moves. They're with doing the with the bills, shape. yeah. And then also putting that unemployment back in, not as heavy as it was before because, yep. you know, the country's fucking broke. Yeah. You know, but that is going back in. And it really is a matter of adapting, which is easier said than done. Yeah. Because we don't know when anything's going to come back. We don't. No, there's nothing. And until that time, again, you know, you have the resources, of course, to be able to talk to people. But many people are taking medication now, Mm -hmm. you know, and if you don't feel comfortable with it, of course, that's up to you. But there's no shame in it whatsoever. People who, again, never have taken anything before in their Mm -hmm. life. And, you know, there are plenty of people that should, again, Mental health is just like any other ailment with your body. Mm-hmm. If you're diabetic, well, some people do, but if you're diabetic, you're not going to say, oh, fuck, well, I'm just not going to take medication. I'm just going to eat whatever the fuck I want. That's how you get dead really fast. Right. And same thing with, you know, your mental health, too. Right. You have to take care of it. Whatever you have to do, there's no shame in it. Absolutely. There's really and not. with mental health, it will eventually then go into plummeting your physical health. Yes, it does. It Shit's does. It's happened to me. I'm dealing with it now, and it's getting back on. Okay, I gotta eat right. I can't just eat a bunch of, you know, just a little bit here and there, and say fuck it because I've given up. And it's really important to take care of yourself. 
to not be ashamed of it. And if maybe if you don't want to go on a hardcore medication, there's natural ways, you know. Yeah. There's different supplements you can take. Um, you know, again, for me, you know, there's, there's the medical. Obviously, here we don't have medical marijuana. For me, I've got, you know, hemp and CBD. <laughs> Never thought I'd be, you know, why I never thought that I'd be, you know, doing any, it took my doctor probably about two and a half years to get me to go on, you know, with, with medical marijuana. Yeah. And then I moved and that's gone. And then we went into a pandemic and it's like, shit, I found something that worked for my heinous anxiety where I yeah. can get off and limit the, you know, I've been on a benzodiazepine since I was 16, so... Going off that is me basically going into a rehab center for the detox I would go through. Mm-hmm. And I was at least able to kind of balance it. And then it was like, shit, CBD, 0.3% or less, THC. What do I got to smoke it's, like half a pack of these hemp smokes? You know, I never to get th- anything to just yeah. chill out and, yeah. and not feel insane. You know, not to get high, but to just. You know, to, to do more of a natural yeah. way. Because, you know, my, my doctor knows I, I don't want to be popping pills and that kind of thing. But right now, it's it's I got to do what I got to do. And it's researching what's best for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to do that research. You have to do that digging. But it is all a part of you knowing, you know, what you need to do, you know, to take care of yourself. Absolutely. And again, you know, there's going to be different resources uh, under the archives so Absolutely. definitely go on there check those out try them and as hard as it is to keep that hope alive that things will change and you know I mean there's probably some of you listening that want to punch me in the fucking face for saying try you know just just keep that hope going it does nothing lasts forever this will not last forever it's just getting through it now Yes, you know, absolutely. Trying to keep as sane as possible while we have everything that, you know, a lot of us have known. Like, our outlets are very are very different. We have similar ones. We both love music. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then there's, you know, we, across the board, we've been affected by it. It's just kind of managing through it. And it's not easy. It sucks. You yep. Know? I'm not saying, you know, neither one of us are saying, okay, yeah, it's easy, but, you know, go and do this, that, and the other. It blows. It's, it's fucking, it's, it's horse shit. But it's it not giving up hope, you know. All, you know, there's the thing is, good things end, but bad things end, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this, it's not going to last forever. And we're here, we're with you. Talk about it right in. Absolutely. You know, you know how to contact us. We will write you back. It might not be right away, um, depending on what we have going on. Um, So there's that, too. You know, there's, you know, submit, you know, there's, you know, if there's different, you know, sites that you go on where you can interact, you know, you can shoot us a message. We'll get back to you. On any social media, anything Mm -hmm. like that. You know, just feel free to reach out to us. Um, You know, we'll do what we can. Um, We will. And that's also a bond too. That's part of talking is is you can even write back and forth, you know, and yeah. you know, so reach out, um, check out the links on there. You know, I will use some of those virtual apps are great. I've played with a lot around with a few of them myself. Yeah. And also, you know, there's a few you can look up if you just basic meditation apps. Um, 
also trying to be physically active. The big thing is, is when you don't want to get off the couch, get up and walk around. Even if you don't want to go outside, because some young know, people, you know, a lot of us are afraid to get outside right now. Yeah. Walk around your house, you know, make some loops, anything. Create yeah. movement. As hard as it is, get off the, uh, get off the couch, get, you know, do that. Do get whatever you can. Call somebody. Yeah. And, and pace. I do it all the time. You know, yeah, I get on the phone I have to, yeah. and I pace, uh, you know, or, or we'll, we'll text back and forth, even though we're doing the, the talk to text, which comes out really fucking weird, which is entertaining. And, and you know, we do that. And I, I pace around when I do that. Yeah, absolutely. And just do, you know, whatever you can, whatever you've got to do, you know, write, read, do those hobbies, whatever is best for you. And any hobby that you've, you know, and don't feel bad if there's projects that you wanted to get done. Absolutely. And you haven't, and those haven't been completed. It's Absolutely. okay. I know plenty of people, for me, I thought I was going to get a lot more done. I started beating myself up. Not. So it's just riding the wave, and everything will come back. And you know what? When we're able to go to shows, sporting events, go to the store, um, you know, go to museums, go out, walk around, life goes back to some kind of semblance of normalcy we're going to enjoy it that much more it's going to take some time but we'll get there and again check out everything in the archives that you'll have with the notes for this and also feel free to reach out absolutely please do all right all right we're here we're weird we're with you boom Thanks again for listening. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Moonchild Revolution. And on our website, moonchildrevolution.com, where you can find episode notes, links, see what we're up to, and contact us. Hit us up.